it good for absolutely nothing? Say it again. War. Ah, this guy. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. RBIs is most important. Slugging percentage and OPS. Wins and losses and ERA. But don't come around with that wins over replacement because I say war. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Yeah! All right, we now welcome in Hubs, uh, Barstool's Yankee writer and host of The Short Porch with Tommy Smokes. We're recording this on Monday night, June 11th. Uh, Frank, uh, I want to congratulate you on the Mets' one-game winning streak. You know, even in the game they win, it's still the same. They only score in one inning. I mean, it's it's. I think it's like seven or eight consecutive games where the Mets have only scored once in the game or less. I mean, it's 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 where they where they either get shut out or they'll score in one inning. And uh, there was a period of time, like six consecutive games, where the Mets actually went binary. One run, zero one. One one, zero runs. One run, zero runs. Not great. <laughs> Not great. Congratulations on your first win against the Yankees since August 4th of 2016. Congratulations. I mean, uh, and Jose Reyes really tried to lose it. <laughs> it. That, like, I tweeted out the moment he did this, and the Mets are currently happening. Like, it's just like they were good for about seven innings. Everything, they look like, they look like a real baseball team. Lugo was pitching out of his mind. Um, the Yankees bats couldn't do shit. Uh, you got your you got your run your couple runs off of Severino. Everything was going great, and then all of a sudden Reyes happens. He's like, oh yeah, they're, they're the Mets. You almost you tried to blow it, but we uh, we were. That pretty reminds me of the Luis Castillo play. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. When I not, not to the extreme, but yeah, I literally flipped over my kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> Hubs, didn't you just believe, though, that after that race play, that like, Glaber was going to get a hit and the Yankees were going to come back? Like, that's the type of season you guys are having, especially when you match up against the Mets. Yeah, and we had had, going into that game, three straight three three straight games where he hit a home run in the eighth inning or later to, like, take the lead, basically, uh, mm-hmm. which is a crazy stat. So, yeah, it all, I mean, we had Glaber and Gardner. I mean, two guys you want up in a pressure situation. Uh, Glaber couldn't probably put together a worse at-bat. Uh, just didn't look comfortable at all to play pop fouls out first and then Gardner fouls on a few pitches and flies at the left. Um, I don't know. I mean, you can't win every single game. I'm uh, a big supporter right now of Robert Goodzelman becoming the Mets closer. Yeah. He looked pretty good. I was shocked. They took him out in the ninth inning. That was crazy to me. Well, well they weren't going to give they weren't going to give him three innings, but he, I don't I think mean, I, I'm such a, I'm so against pitch counts. Like if a guy looks good, Keep him out there, especially when you have the Mets bullpen. You're bringing in Anthony Swarzak, who gave up a bomb to Judge the, the game before. I don't know. I would I was very confused by that move. Well, I guess I guess they kind of trust Swarzak, even though he gave up the bomb to uh, Judge. That's the. I mean, it is Aaron Judge after all. It is Aaron Judge, and Swarzak is supposed to be good. They paid a lot of money for him. How much money did you pay Anthony Swarzak? <laughs> I'm not sure off the top of my head, but I know he's getting like six, seven million. Okay. He was so, one of the. They no, he was he was one of the big the free agent signings. 
So he was one of their uh, <laughs> shitty veterans that they threw a couple million at, and they were like, "Oh, we'll piece together a, a team with with Scotch tape and glue." Yeah, they hoped this he was a, he was a key for their bullpen. They really hoped that he'd be their top set of man. That's sad to hear. That's tough. Frank, what are your overall thoughts uh, just coming out of this weekend? You were there on Saturday, right? The Metro offense is is impotent. Are they not even? No, impotent. <laughs> not even Viagra or Cialis can save the Mets right now. It's impotent. I mean, do you realize that Jacob Degrom in his last nine games has an ERA of like zero point nine two, and the Mets have a two and seven record over that stretch? How is that possible? The uh, going the, the Mets are the Mets homestand. Their starting pitching ERA was two thirteen, and uh, that was going actually into last night. They're starting so it was probably even lower after last night. But on their eight game losing streak, they had a starting their starting pitching had an ERA of two thirteen. Now obviously their bullpen faltered, but. Yeah, well, it's like that Degrom stat of what is they're like two and seven in his last nine starts, and he's got like and, a one. And he's got an ERA of own point nine two in that time. Did you listen to Ravage talk to him before Sunday Night Baseball? And like they, he no, read him, he read him those stats, and he looks so defeated hearing those stats. I don't, you know, I I I, I try to the only thing I try to watch on ESPN now is live sports. I can't stand it. It, it just ESPN has just turned into just just absolute. BS all the time, nonstop yeah. BS. I don't hate their Sunday baseball preview, uh, pregame coverage, but because I like Carl Ravitch, there's nothing wrong with him. He's one no, of the old, it's not he's one of the old school. He's one of the old school guys there. I mean, um, and I, I don't hate Teixeira, uh, but once they get into the game, then yeah, you're talking about. I mean, I like Vascurgeon, but I don't really count him as ESPN because he's, you know, we've been with the MLB for so long uh, and Fox and stuff. But I mean, Mendoza's as bad as it gets, so she's pretty unlistenable. Um, I mean, A-Rod, A-Rod's uh, pretty good though. I like Arod. And Sports Center is just just off the rails. It's it's not even watchable anymore. Yeah. yeah. Scott Van Pelt sucks. He absolutely sucks. You don't like Scott Van Pelt? No, he sucks. Why? There's no highlights. It's it's, it's all interviews and just BS. I want highlights. I want yeah, the old I, Sports Center back. I get that. I get that. But of all the people there, he's leaps and bounds the best. And he yeah, maybe yes. He he's one of the rare guys that has full creative control over his own show, and he he doesn't have to listen to like higher ups at ESPN. I mean, it just, it just goes like, to show you how bad ESPN's gotten. Right, right. Well, it's a problem. Like highlights aren't when we were younger. When you were younger, Frank, like you would watch Sports Center, like literally to find out what happened in sports, and highlights were like the most important thing. And now you just we just get that on Twitter. We get. Well, a I still want to see the highlights. Phone. I still want to see the scores. I don't want to see. Yabo, 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 and the final score is the Red Sox eight and the Tigers three. And the Tigers had three home runs, but the only thing we're going to show you is the Tigers three home runs. Hubs, is that a melon head shirt? Yeah, um, fucking uh, Scran Wilkesbury, uh, Rail Rider sent it to me. The oh, Yankees wow, AAA team. That's sick. Yeah, pretty well. Uh, uh- was the Hubs for like a Yankee fan? Was the Subway Series a big deal at all, or is it just kind of like you're beating up on another team? No, I, I wrote the blog um, on Friday. It was strictly to rile up Met fans, and I did a great job in it. Uh, and basically saying like how this was 
the Mets World Series, whereas it's just another series for the Yankees, and it really was. And there's all, so much to lose for the Yankees, but nothing to win from it. Whereas the Mets, you know, like they if if somehow they and they easily could have if Syndergaard started on Sunday, like I don't know, Lugo pitches on Saturday or whatever, whatever. But and Degrom's pitching as well. He did on Friday. You easily could have won two of three, if not swept the series. With you know, we weren't very good in that series. We didn't get a we didn't have an RBI base hit that wasn't a home run, which is troublesome. I hate being such a boomer bust type team. Um, and they didn't pitch relatively awesome. I mean, all weekend they were very so-so. Easily could have taken. You two had that sack five, right? Yeah, so, but I was saying a, ba- a base hit though. You didn't have like we didn't have any RBI singles or RBI doubles. They either home runs or we where, had to uh, Where uh, James Bruce threw the ball like he was like uh, I've seen eighty-six-year-old uh, uh, granddaughters throw the ball better than he threw it. Yeah, I thought he was going to throw a seed to get Tanaka, but he did not. Luckily, um, but. I mean, it was not the most. I mean, totally, totally fine with the two of three, but took away a little bit from not sweeping you guys last night, especially with Severino on the mound. And Severino had won his last ten. The Yankees had won his last nine or ten starts, I forget. Uh, so that was a little shocking to see. Um, but he can't pitch like a Cy Young every single game. Uh, I'll gladly take two of three and move on. And you know, they're still in first place. Not that I really care about the standings right now. Don't really care until around July 4th anyways. Um, and then the Mets are terrible. Even if you guys took two or three, you're still like 12, 12 under 500. Just, you guys are a disaster. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it was, I mean, a, it was uh, a successful weekend, but it could have been I'm better. looking at this weekend where they go to Atlanta and Arizona, places they never play well. It's just, no. I'm just waiting for the pain. Frank, every upcoming week you say the Mets are going to a place where they never play well. Well, not wrong. Look, you know, you left me when I said at twelve and two that they're going to fall apart. This is true. This is true. And we have Washington coming up, so that should be fun at the stadium, as long as they don't get rained out. Um, and then we have Tampa at home for four. Well, so I look we at the forecast. There's no rain at all in the forecast, like in the next seven days. Fantastic. I almost, I still don't believe it because the Yankees are playing at home, so rain just follows them. Rain can just sprout up out of nowhere with them. Just cancel the whole week of games. I mean, they said, they said they're going to have absolutely perfect weather all weekend for the U.S. Open. That's awesome. I love to hear that. I'm going on Sunday for uh, the Yankee game for old-timers there, so that should be cool. But, yeah. Yep. You know, uh, they're, 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 they're actually doing the old-timers day on the 40th anniversary of one of the best pitch games in Yankee history, too. So I bet you that's probably going to be the big thing they're going to celebrate. I'm sure. I'm sure I won't hear the end of it. I'm sure they'll they'll say it every fucking other sentence. Like they're, they're even usually... giving a, even giving out a bobblehead of it a couple of days beforehand. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh. The Mets are you, you consoled right a while ago. Yeah, I'm consoled. <laughs> but the double KSC's ready to double console. I don't even know what that means. Does that mean next year's done already? Probably. <laughs> You guys need to trade. What are your stances on? What's your stance on trading Degrom? I don't think you're trading. You got to trade Degrom. I would not do it. Why? And, uh, because I don't trust the people running the team. Okay, that's fair. But I think the only chance you have to succeed in the next five to ten years is to completely give up on what you have right now. But if they do that with Sandy Alderson, then it will be. 20 years because the, there's we'll get Hector Amingo, a 5 2 player who bats 230 with one home run 
makes a hundred, whole bunch of errors, and uh, once in a while it looks good. Yeah, but what are you gonna do right now? You might as well take your chance with the trade because what are you gonna do with Degrom? Has what two and a half years of team control left? So I got to fucking deal I'm not saying I wouldn't trade him. I'm saying you, the first you just don't trust what you get back. Yeah, the first move I make before a trade ha- before anything like that happens has to be a new general manager. Would you refuse to give? If you were Sandy Alderson or whatever in control of making the trades, would you deal with the Yankees or no? I would. You would. Okay, so you you have a brain. That's good. But you Frank, know, I give you the happen. blueprint for for how to pull off like a rebuild if you were to trade Degrom and Syndergaard, whether or not to the Yankees. Uh, the move because they're talking about like Machado this summer. People don't even know how much the Orioles are going to get back because it's only half a year. Degrom, well, they, fucked they fucked that up miserably. Yeah. Grom's got two and a half years. Syndergaard's got three and a half years. You look at what the White Sox got back for Sale, which that was probably really tough for White Sox fans to swallow trading Sale. But because he had so many years left on his deal, they got such high-end prospects. And you have not one but two of those pitches that could command uh, like multiple elite prox- prospects. Yeah, but, so but, as long that's as the Ald- but as long as Sandy Alderson's in charge, he'll get Jerson Batista. <laughs> a guy who throws 100 miles per hour on a that is not a name I, the couple names I've made up Jerson Bautista is not a made up name so he's, if uh, you were the GM and doing a trade with the Yankees who would you want he's gonna ask for too much it won't happen with the, obviously it won't happen with the Yankees right, both I'm gonna sides be, I understand it Torres is is untouchable Torres and Andahar are untouchable Andohar, you might you might have to give up. He's not getting moved. There's no way. He's the future. Of their, they've made their decision on him. If they if they had a thought process to trade him, they'd have Drury up here playing third already. The fact I that mean, Drury's in, still in AAA, and I just, mean, Drury just broke the AAA record for on base uh, an on base streak. <laughs> so like he's ready to go, and they have no intentions of moving Andohar. He's everything they wanted and more. I mean, you had to start with that Clint Fraser. It'd yeah, be Frazier and Sheffield. Sheffield, yeah. yeah, obviously Sheffield. Yeah. Um, then we'll probably get two other players. Maybe I'll accept a, a Drury. And then <laughs> someone else that's uh, another pitching prospect. Maybe uh, double A, uh, single A. Yeah, so Drury Drury's definitely going to be a trade piece. And he's a nice piece for anyone that's getting him. He's actually a very good hitter. He got Wally pipped. I mean, mm-hmm. and not the sense that, like, he was this all-star before, but like he has potential. I mean, he certainly has potential to be a very good hitter in the league. Um, the, the Yankees, the just absolutely ridiculous, just amount of talent they have cultivated. Yeah, yeah that's that, great. that they have players that that don't belong in the minors that are in the made that are in the minors because there's just no room on the roster. Oh yeah, their Triple A team, I think, could beat. A couple MLB teams, I think they could, like at least offensively. They probably don't have the pitching, but um, uh, who knows? If you throw Sheffield out there, who knows? But offensively, that lineup is like very, very good. They have Clint uh, Frazier. Clint, Drury. It's it, it it's ridiculous that that Drury and Frazier are the minors. Yeah, and up to a couple of days, Ronald Torres was down there too. Ronald Torres. Yeah, he doesn't really. He's more of a bench player slash chemistry guy for us. But yeah, I mean, but you put him on probably a handful of teams. He at least has a role like a, you know, util- everyday utility type deal. He's only going to play with the Yankees when Torres wants a day off, uh, Didi wants a day off, 
or he's pinch hitting or something like that. But yeah, he would start for you guys. That's for sure. Some other things I surprised. Why is he not doing so good this year? Who? Gary Sanchez. What's going on uh, there? Yes. Uh, it's pretty. I've been trying to look into it like most of the day. It's just like it's hard to believe the slump he's on. I mean, the guy's in below 200. He just and it's not a slump any. It's like it's too long of a slump to be like a mini slump. Like he is kind of inside his own head at this point. He needs to be moved down in the order for the time being. He's just a wasting cleanup right now. He's rolling over every single ball to third base. If he's not striking out and swinging missile entirely, um, it's very, very frustrating to see what's going on with him because he's going into this year. I mean, he's the best hitter on the Yankees, like overall, just pure hitter that can just hit the ball at all sides. I mean, that's and, a big surprise. I mean, yeah, that he's under 200. I mean, he's never really gone through a slump to this point in his career going into this year. Like all last year, he was money. The moment he came up, he almost won rookie of the year in two months of play. Um, he's been fantastic. And then he started the year really cold, then got hot. And now it, that was, the only hot streak lasted about two to three weeks. And then now he's just been ice cold since for about, I'd say, over a month at this point. It's pretty concerning. And you know he's not right when he's not hitting the ball the opposite field because he's not the type of hitter you can pull, that, that you can shift on usually. Um, he's very good taking the ball the opposite field, which – goes in part to why he's such a good pure hitter but he's not doing any of that he's just rolling over every single ball to third base or swinging him entirely on sliders away if you throw the guy's slider you have him like oh two you can throw him three sliders in a row he will swing at one of them and and strike out so it's, it's and john carlos said i don't know about what's going on with him but he looks like someone that's just about to break out he's definitely looked better lately um the, maybe the average isn't there yet but He's definitely looked better. He's, he's opening his stance a little bit more. Um, he's not striking out as much. To be honest, Judge is the one striking out more. Um, but I'm never concerned with Judge. Uh, but the, Greg Bird is another one that's concerning because you know the moment he came up, he really like hasn't done much. He's had a few doubles here and there. He hit a home run uh, against Baltimore, but he's hitting 192. So, and and pretty much since he's been called up, he hasn't done much. He had a good September last year and he had a good postseason, but since then, not really. Uh, the potential is there to hit 30 to 35 home runs in that stadium as a lefty power hitter, but have not seen it yet. Um, but people are not. I mean, listen, when you're when you have the best record in baseball, the best winning percentage in baseball, and there's there's a lot of things going wrong, then that's a good thing because you can fix those things. Will come around. Like Didi Gregorius is not a 240 hitter. John Carl Stanton's not a 240 hitter. Gary Sanchez isn't a 190 hitter. And they really haven't had the best starting pitching it. And now they're down to three stars, which is troublesome. We really don't even know who's starting on Friday. Um, so, and the bullpen hasn't been great. It's been much better lately, but to start the year was terrible. Uh, so, like, it's not like they're playing perfect baseball. They really aren't. They have a lot of lot more room to grow, which is very scary for the rest of the baseball. Um, and the Red Sox seem so dependent on what Mookie Betts does, and they don't really have. Or J.D. Mind. Martinez. Right. So, if, if neither, like, you look at tonight. Um, they're they're scoreless in the tenth against the Baltimore Orioles, who are not the best pitching team in the world. I know they held you guys to one run, but they are not the best pitching. They have like a team ERA in the four sixes, four sevens. So that's not a team that should be holding you holding a Red Sox team scoreless in the tenth. Uh, they might win it here. They have a man on second right now, two outs. But um, if Betts and Martinez don't do anything, and I guess Bogarts, 
the team is really fucked. And that doesn't have to happen with the Yankees. You, you've seen that. Like, it just, it's, an, it's a different guy every single night. And Glaber Torres, Glaber Torres, this, if they don't move him out of the nine spot, which it might not for, for a little while because, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. He might have the most home runs. He's on pace to shadow the most home runs out of the nine spot in baseball history. I think it's like 21 or 22, and he's already at 11. So, I mean, it's just like one through nine on any given night, they can beat you in, in a billion different ways. Hopefully they don't rely on the power as much throughout the rest of the year. I like to see them win small ball. You know, I, I, I you know, it, it's never a good sign. I like, yeah, I mean, you're flexible. You need to be flexible. Uh, yeah. I think that's, I think that's how it cause the Mets a lot of problems is they're too reliable on the home run. Uh, Jay Bruce has just got three home runs, none since May 1st. He's got one RBI since May 1st. I mean, there once was a player who had no use. His name is Jay Bruce. I mean, it's 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 been bad, just pure and simply bad. It's a, and and uh, that's one of the major Mets problems. They're not getting home runs, and you saw it even like the the Yankees. Uh, every run the Mets scored this weekend by the home run. Right, right. What are your what's your opinion on Conforto? I don't know. I think I think he's trying to hit the ball up too much. He uh, they they made a mistake. The Rushing him, I think they should have given him the month in spring training and extra a month of extended spring training to get his shoulder right. You think they forced him back too soon? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, it's uh, he. I don't like a lot of Mets players in just the history of your franchise, but I do like Michael Conforto. I like Jacob Degrom and Michael Conforto. I just felt like he was a very good. I I love what I saw out of him when you guys made your World Series run. You know, he's just. A likable guy, you know. I he's mean, not he's a, he, Jose Reyes. He's so hot guy. and cold. He's so hot and cold. He's got such a nice swing too. When he's on, he put, sprays the ball all over the field. Um, and I think they were they were talking about it last night and how I, I believe the Yankees shifted on him. I could be wrong, but he's just not the type of guy that you should be shifting on. Um, he should be able to put the ball anywhere he wants. Yeah, Mickey Calloway says he doesn't pull the ball hard enough. He wants him to lift and pull more. Yeah. So. Oh right, that's what it is. The fact that's where they shift on is because Mickey Callaway wants him to pull, and, and it's just this weird thing with Callaway. Yeah, yeah, I do remember them. Yeah, he has his art manager is an absolute total buffoon. <laughs> you don't like him? There's not a single thing I like about Mickey Callaway. <laughs> Every time I hear him, it's just like, "Shut up, please shut up, shut up, you idiot, you're a moron." Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like they had that song. It's M I C E K E Y M O R O N. Mickey Moron, he's an idiot. Mickey Moron, he's a moron. He's the one that's gonna take the Mets down. M I C K E Y M O R O N. Don't I mean, you get the sense though that they're similar to the Knicks, where it doesn't matter who comes in as manager or coach, it's just they're doomed for failure. No. No, you think someone can actually fix it? With this many injuries, how much better can Callaway actually? I mean, I get it. Like he, he pulls the wrong levers sometimes. But like with this many injuries, I don't know how you can possibly. Uh, it's not. It's it, it, it's 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 the post game press conferences that he makes excuses for people. The stupid okay. sayings. It's like, you, you know, when you play with tight shoes, your feet don't breathe right, and it causes your whole body not to breathe right, and you start to hyperventilate and mess up. That would drive it's me insane. Tough. It's tough to play in New York. This is in Cleveland. The fans aren't always behind you, and 
it causes pressure, which causes us to mess up because it's too much pressure in New York. <laughs> you know, you can't have someone dry humping in a bullpen. That doesn't yeah, help the bullpen. Uh, that's tough. <laughs> Frank, what was the deal with the fireworks on Saturday? Oh. I missed that. <sighs> okay, the Mets have like four or five fireworks nights during the year. And it's win or lose. So uh, this was the second fireworks night. The first one they held on the night it was f- where the temperature started out at 80 degrees and then it dropped to uh, 35 degrees by the end of the game. Yeah, so you want to be out there in a freezing cold in the start of April for fireworks. So this is their second fireworks night. And they ran out of fireworks. What? Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> they were shooting. It was, it was supposed to be a 10-minute firework display. They had, like, the lights, the spotlights and lasers going off. For the first four minutes, they had fireworks. He's like a firework. And all of a sudden, no fireworks going off. Firework. I mean, it was, it was like some of them supposedly didn't blow go off. They were like duds. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, and they just ran out of fireworks. Didn't you guys also have? Didn't you also have Jerry's familiar bobblehead night, like on Sunday, and then he would just was on the DL? Uh, no, that was uh, Jerry familiar fathead night. Fathead night, got it. <laughs> and they had last week. They had uh, Todd Frazier BP pullovers, which were defective, so they just gave people a voucher. And we and we decided that that was just they spelled his name wrong, right? Pretty much. That's my theory. Uh, yeah, it can't be really anything else. Unbelievable. Yeah, I saw I saw a running list on Twitter of like all the thing the funny things that have happened to the mess this year. Like like you said, the fireworks, the pullover, batting out of order, the, the stadium beer. catching on fire. How about the bullpen gate being open on Friday and Saturday? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, you know what was great? The ball actually found the gate. Yeah. And Michael Conforto ran into the gate. We call that Murphy's Law. Anything bad that can happen will happen. Um, <laughs> anything else to, to discuss with the Mets here? Adrian Gonzalez getting DFA'd. I haven't seen you like that. Usually, you're you're either like really pessimistic and upset. Like you look kind of just defeated tonight. Dejected, Frank. It, uh, I guess it's uncomfortably numb. I mean, it's it's to the point where it's just you, you just get so to the point where it's just like it, it's just, it's like. You've been kicked so many times, it's it doesn't hurt anymore. Huh. <laughs> That's so depressing. <laughs> I hope to never be in this state ever. <laughs> I mean, it's just, uh, and then they're gonna fade the Grom, they're gonna get nothing for him. They'll get another Jerson Bautista. And by the way, Jerson, uh, you should know Jerson Bautista. Why? Who's I think that? he came from the Red Sox organization. Uh, I've never heard. I followed their minor league kind of well, and I've never heard of them. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Jerson Bautista is who the Mets gave up for uh, oh, uh, Addison Reed last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. You might be right. Uh, all right, Frank. Well, we can switch. And Jerson Bautista was pitching this year. He gave up a walk-off home run in the Braves series. He, uh, he's got an ERA over nine. <laughs> <laughs> it was 100 miles per hour, and it's like 
he's like a pitching machine. You know, you, you set the pitching machine to 100 miles per hour, but it yeah. comes in your flat. Mm-hmm. That's how Jerson Bautista's pitches come. He's there's Joe Kelly. No, yeah. There's no movement at all on his pitches. Nathan Yavaldi and Joe Kelly. Yeah, all right, Frank, we can we can switch gears then. Uh, there's there's some other things happening. Sports that we can discuss with Hubs here. Uh, we had the Belmont this weekend. Did they they put it on the video board at the Mets game? Yep, they did that again. Uh, I almost hit the trifecta too. Really? Almost hit the trifecta. Who did you not have? Gronk? No, I had Gronk. Oh, wow. I had Gronk number two. I had Vino Rosa three and he finished four. I bet him to win it all, so that was my fault. I blame myself. You wanted to uh, take a long shot? Or not a long shot, but you didn't just bet on Justify? No, you can't take chalk. I don't, I don't like taking chalk like that. And I don't really like to mess around with exactas and trifectas because I'm not yeah, smart to do that. Well, so I just pick, I'll just i just pick some like mid-size. Well, I did the trifecta on, my, on the, uh, the Belmont preview, so I do a trifecta. I put, I put a little bit of money on Justify just so I could cheer for him. Right. And Where'd I you- also... And I also put money on Gronk. Where'd you put that bet? My um, bookie AG. Why not? I mean, you just use the uh, the promo code Tanky. You get a fifty percent bonus at sign up. So it's the best place to go make your bets at my bookie AG. Yeah, uh, Hubs, you were around the Belmont, right? I went. Yeah, it was a disaster. I'll never go again. <laughs> um, I went last year. It was actually a pretty good time. I went with like. School friends. Um, we're in the same group this year, but the LIR just stopped working, and I had yeah, to get the LIR. The LIRR is like another New Jersey transit. They're just yeah, yeah. they just can't yeah. run properly. Yeah. So last year there was a dead body that stopped the train. Um, we actually could see the dead body from the train to the Belmont. Is always just a shit show. It's just a lot of drunk kids my age, just blackout drunk. Um, so same thing this year. Um, and then the train just stopped working at Jamaica. So we got off at the Uber, got there like the seventh race. We were supposed to get there early on the third. Um, the big race is race number 11. Uh, and yeah, it was just crazy crowded. There were probably four times as many people there were last year. Granted, last year there was no triple crown, you know, ready to go. So this year, obviously more anticipated. Um, and the whole time you're there, it's just, where are my friends? You get there with a group of friends, you, you all split up. You'll never find each other again. It's a madhouse. Yeah, yeah, it's it 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 it's so crowded there. You can't. It's yeah. it's like when the triple crown is out is online, it just gets so ridiculously crowded there. Uh, yeah. Stu was telling me it's like a nightmare to go there. He doesn't like going there either. Yeah, unless you got like a box like Dave does, I wouldn't recommend it. It's just not fun to be in that madhouse like that. I mean, I, it's. It, 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 it doesn't have the charm of the Kentucky Derby. No, not even close. Not even the Preakness. I don't. Well, no, I don't the, Preak, the, Preak, the Preakness is like 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 the, the hootenanny of the, uh, the Triple Crown. It's like, like people running around in mud, people running on top of uh, porta potties. Yeah. It's like it's like the it's like the the bastard child of the uh, the whole uh, experience. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I've I've never been there, so I kind of was talking my ass there. But uh, yeah, the Kentucky Derby is definitely the nicer one of the three for sure. Frank, since we last recorded, we have we've had a couple championships in uh, a couple other sports. Is there anything you'd like to say to the Shrinky Dinks? Well, the Shrinky Dinks no more, and I think Alex Ovechkin is going to have the Stanley Cup welded to his body. He hasn't left. He hasn't left his side. He's he's sleeping with it. He's doing cake stands with it. He's running through fountains and 
Georgetown University. Uh, <laughs> he's on top of roofs. I loved that they did it the night before because uh, there was a, story, a report that came out that the MGM Grand issued a, a dress code that nobody in their lobby or their casinos could wear Washington Capitals gear. So on the night the they won, uh, Ovechkin and several Washington Capitals went wa- running to walk into their uh, championship gear on through the MGM Grand with the Santa Cup over their head. Why did they issue that? Why did they not allow Capitals? It's yeah. something. It's it's a it's a silly thing. They're probably not enforcing it. Was it because of like, Vegas? Because they were supporting Vegas. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like it's like the team did the uh, like uh, where like some teams like you can't wear red if you're at a like a uh, team that wears blue or something like that. Yeah, I gotcha. Did you see on Twitter? Was it, I think it was Keith Olbermann was trying to uh, give like the Capitals shit because they beat an expansion team. He's the worst. And, he, like, that doesn't count. He used to be so good. He used to be so good. He's so bad. And it, so it's, bad. it's like he went. It was like he went off the friggin' rails. He, when he was with Dan Patrick, yeah. he actually was pretty good. Once he got political, he, he once he got political, he he destroyed himself. Now he's a crazy. He's just he's the most hateable in my mind. He is my most hated sports media person out there. He but. actually is like the old man yelling, "Get off my lawn!" Completely. And and uh, I checked this that tweet that you were talking about. The ratio is hilarious. It had like eleven hundred responses and like probably two hundred likes. That's never what you. <laughs> I mean, the, the Golden Knights were a lucky expansion team. They proved themselves. They had like the best they, record in the West. What are you they, talking about? They, they had yeah. the second best record in the West. Second, no, third best, third best, third best record in the West. Uh, okay. They, which were, and by the way, it was not just the third best record in the West. It was like the fifth or sixth best record overall, too. Yeah, I mean, I they, mean, they hosted that I, series. They hosted the Stanley Cup series. The, 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 only, the only teams that finished uh, better than the uh, the Golden Knights, if I, off the top of my head, were the Nashville, Winnipeg, who they beat in the conference finals, by the way. Tampa finished better with them. Uh, and I think maybe Boston had a better record. Crazy. Yeah, so definitely uh, fuck Keith Olbermann. I can't yeah, say that. Yeah, so, so, so it may, four, three or four teams had a better record than them. I, I'm not sure about Boston, if, if Boston had a better record than them overall. I'm looking at it now. Nashville, Winnipeg, um, Tampa, and Boston. Yep, that's what I said. Yeah. I mean, they were legit good. Maybe it was a fluke. Maybe next year they'll come back to Earth. But they were legitimately good. Uh, yeah. It was No, it was a great end to the Stanley Cup final. And it uh, just contrasting that to, to the NBA, oh. Friday night, I didn't even realize the game was – I got a notification, like the Bleacher Report ESPN to my phone, like – Game four of the NBA Finals on ABC. Uh, there, was, there was absolutely no hype leading up to it. it and was, uh, you know what? You know who needed that phone report? Or, who? I didn't think Kim Cavaliers needed that phone uh, phone alert because they, they didn't show up. up. Yeah, they they, they I were mean, they were all set. I mean, they they, they, they should have they should have went to the locker room at halftime and came out the uh, Anders jersey cadavers because that's what they look like. They look like a bunch of cadavers. Yeah, I don't blame them though. It wouldn't have been worth for them to win that game and then get on a plane and go back to Golden State. I was shocked Golden State didn't like throw the game because if 
if I were them, you have all the control in the world. I mean, obviously, you never want to chance it, but I'd always want to celebrate my championship. At they home. did it last year like that, and I think they this year, this year, they, I think they wanted to embarrass the Cavaliers. Yeah, I could definitely see that too. And LeBron, now he's smacking high fives to people leaving the court, and then ten minutes later, he's got a cast on his hand, and he's doing push-ups. <laughs> yeah, he's he's such a fraud. Where do you think I mean, he goes? Lakers. Where all the frauds go? It's the Vegas favorite right now is Las Vegas is uh the uh, Los Angeles, which is where all the frauds and phonies go. <laughs> right? Why is why is he a fraud for going? There? If he goes there, then he's not chasing the ring. At least yes, he is. Year. He's going to be ta- if he goes there, he's going to take Chris Paul and Paul George with him. Chris, Chris Paul's not going there. Chris Paul's yes, he is. No, he's going to go to the Lakers. You watch. It's going to be Chris. Even Paul, if he got Chris Paul, Paul, Paul and Paul George. That's not going to beat the Warriors. If he was chasing a ring, he'd go to Houston or Boston. No, this is LeBron. He wants. He not, Philly. It's not just Philly, chasing the ring. It's not just chasing the ring. It's not just chasing the ring. He wants to be in Space Jam too. <laughs> I think he can be in Space Jam too and still like live in Cleveland. <laughs> no, he wants to. He's, he's setting up his post career. He wants to be an, an actor. Yeah, I get that. He wants um, to, Frank is such an old timer where it's like. Obviously, like whatever, Jordan's probably still better and all that as of now. But yes, he is. But, but you know, Frank's that, that old timer that refuses to like even give LeBron. Huh? Today's the 21st anniversary of the flu game. Yeah, I saw they on Twitter. Uh, Sports Center actually tweeted it was uh, with Stuart Scott making like the call, like the highlight, like you were talking. Yeah, that about. was my that was today's on this date was uh, was the the flu game. Mm-hmm. You see, great players back then went out there and toughed it out. Hundred degree temperature, and found a way to uh, win the game. Great it's such a today. stupid debate to have. Yeah, great players today punched whiteboards and put on fake casts. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. Different now, errors. I'm it's not, tough to debate. Shoot LeBron down. I'm not going to say he's not one of the greatest players of all time. Right. He's 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 one of the, to me. He's third all time. Do you have third. Bill Russell too? Uh no, he's ahead of Bill Russell. In my opinion, who's two? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm-hmm. All-time leading scorer, six-time MVP, six-time NBA champion, two different teams. In college, three-time NCAA champion. They actually outlawed, outlawed the slam dunk while he was in the NCAA because it gave him too much of an advantage. Yeah, that's not a bad argument. You make a good pick. You make a good point. Uh, I mean, one thing I... To me, the, re- the only reason why Jordan's better than Kareem is because Jordan was a better shooter. That's the only reason I would still I put Jordan ahead of Kareem. Fair but enough. to me, it's even close for, for Kareem and Jordan to me. All right. And I'm uh, some guy, and I don't like the Lakers. I didn't like Kareem Al-Jabbar. But I think he's just that good. He was the most automatic two points. In that that hook shot history. was unstoppable. Yep. <clears throat> I wanted to ask you about. Uh, I forgot to mention when we were talking about the Yankees, uh, the Tanaka injury. Uh, just yeah. how, I, I assume you're anti, or I assume you're pro DH in the National League. Yeah, I mean, we're about five years away. I think less than five years. I'd be shocked by 2025 if we still got the DH in the National. If we still have, if we don't have the DH in the National League. Um, it's it's just stupid. Like, there's just no there's no benefit to seeing a pitcher hit. It's just it is crazy to me. We were talking about this on the short porch. Um, that 
like the in baseball, there are two different leagues with two completely different ways of playing the game. Like it's like in the NBA, if you were allowed to play six guys in the East rather than playing five in the West. You know, like that it, actually was the case one time. Uh, there, there, there were there were more differences than you see now. You know, uh, we're talking about the DH now, and they used to be that uh, the American League used Wilson baseballs and nationally used Rawling. Right. Uh, right, right. The, American League had the bubble chest protector outside and nationally wore the chest protector inside the umpire uniforms. Right. There used yeah, to be a lot more crazy. differences. It's but, uh, you know, to me, it, I hate saying it. It pains me. I'm a traditionalist. It's time. Yeah. It's, there's no benefit at this point in the game and the, and the era. And, the, and, and Manfred and it, is so pro- Safety and like you know, making the game safer. Well, and me, I, I think the problem is if you look in the minors, it's almost on every level now. It's the DH. It's only like if yeah. a National League team plays another National League team, they'll let the pitchers hit against each other. They do the DH in uh, even in high DH school in training. Yeah. It's DH in high school, DH and there's DH and even college baseball. It's just it's on every level. Yeah, it's time. It's 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 sad. I just I saw Severino take hacks on Sunday Night Baseball. I literally got terrified. He was swinging for Saturn up there, and I was just like, "Stop!" <laughs> literally, just take your pitches, man. Like, sure, it was fun. Like, hee hee ha ha, you missed the ball by eight feet. Like, to me, that's one hilarious. of my to me one of the greatest Fuck. moments in the last three years happened in San Diego. Bartolo, Bartolo Colon's home run. Yeah, and Mr. Koo, you know all that stuff. Sure. Oh, I love uh, Mr. Koo. That Mr. Koo is one of the great. Moments in Mets history. You know what I love about Mr. Koo? The game was on Fox. And usually when the game's on Fox, I hate it. But this game was just perfect. Because yeah. the, the one of the worst announcers of all time, Tim McCarver, this has got to be the biggest give up at bat I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> on his face. I mean, it was like those words just left his mouth. It was. It wasn't like like just like just left his mouth, and all of a sudden he's doubling over the head of Bernie Williams. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, Tanaka straining both his hamstrings. Now he's out a month, and we're down to three reliable pitchers. Tarvon is a questionable fourth. Uh, he'll stay in the rotation because he has to. Uh, it sucks. And luckily Severino didn't get hurt when he swung like that. But uh, I'm pretty tired of the uh, pitchers hitting in the National League. Yeah, it's time. It's time. I mean, when Jacob DeGrom the hyperstended his elbow, that just, just affirmed it for me. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, but, it just... It's... Frank, before we get going, do you, have, uh, do you have any thoughts on the International House of Burgers? You know, it, it, to me, it, it's dumb. But oh, it's really? Brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. Brilliant? Yes, it's brilliant. Just because now, like, people are talking about them? Exactly. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, they've gotten all this free publicity. There are, people are laughing at them. Burger King's tweeting at them. We're becoming Pancake King. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, they're being mocked. But, they're, they're, but you know, people's going, oh, they got burgers now. I didn't know they had burgers. Well, they've, they've always had burgers, but... Right. You're still going to go there mainly for breakfast. I mean, come on. It's... it's, it's the pancakes are the reason you go there. Who still goes to IHOP? Is that a thing? Like, 
I haven't been to IHOP in probably a decade. I went to IHOP uh, a couple of days before my birthday last year. And um, I, was, uh, I, I thought about going this weekend, but I didn't have the time. Uh, you're right. There probably is like more traffic there, at least like uh, and, week, uh, leading up to this. And when they, have, uh, they had that one day a year where they have uh, free pancakes. Yeah. The reason I don't go there is because it's too crowded. Yeah, I don't need to stand on an hour line to get two free pancakes. Yes, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I went a couple times and it was just too too, too ridiculous. So it's like uh, the old saying: people don't go anywhere, go there anymore. It's too crowded. I would go in like high school when we like we just wanted an excuse to not go to like our morning classes, so like we would just skip half the day. That would be like my only excuse for going to that. The best thing about it is just that it, I feel, are they all open all night or are they all just open to like 5 a.m. or something? That's really the only like real plus about it is that it's open forever. There's, right. some of them, there's some of them that are open all night. There's one we, right in my hometown. There's a college and there's there's an IHOP like right next to the college. So I'm sure they make bank, with, uh, especially on the weekends with all like the drunk college kids going there. Uh, I mean, there's an I there's two there's quite a few IHOPs around me. But yeah, it's. I mean, I'd rather almost go to a diner sometimes. A local diner, they do hundred percent pancakes. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, all right, Hobbs. Want to thank you for coming on. Um, where the Yankees go from here? What's on deck? Bryce in Yankee Stadium. That's going to be kind of a big deal for the. Yeah, I hope we give him four meatballs for four home runs, and then we blow out whoever they're pitching. Uh, because I want Bryce Harper and obviously in pinstripes, but I actually, I don't think I think he'll be a Cub. But um, yeah, it's always cool seeing Harper at the stadium. Nationals are a good team. We haven't played a good team in a little bit, uh, so uh, yeah, should be exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully they keep on rolling. Uh, hopefully Gary Sanchez starts to get a few hits and uh, just survive the next month and a half until the All Star break. Get healthy, call up some of the young guns, make a trade. Well, you'll you'll get a pitcher sooner or later. Yeah, we'll have Cole Hamels in like three weeks, hopefully. Um, and yeah, yeah, they'll be fine. They just need to tread water. People division. forget Cole Hamels is a good postseason pitcher, very good, and he's pitched great against uh, all the good teams in the American League this year: Boston, Houston. Um, yeah, he's. Yeah. I think I, I, I he's definitely gonna end up in pinstripes. Yeah, and it won't cost and, a crazy ton because he's only. And Clint Fraser looks like the perfect Texas Ranger. Yeah, for sure. Um. That's not in the rumored trade. It's Thyro Estrada, who's like our number 10 prospect, and then Chance Adams, who was our like number three pitcher. Um, Clint Frazier might – I think they might make two trades for pitchers. They might have to do that. So, well, I, I think that's going to happen. I think you're going to probably get two pitchers. Yeah, so – You'll get yeah. uh, Cole Hambles and uh, Patrick Corbin. It's – Corbin's hard because I don't know if the Diamondbacks want to give up on their season. You know, they're going to be right in the, the West. No one's running away with the West this year, so – I mean, they're, they they look like they were going to for a while, but obviously not anymore. Um, but, yeah, Corbin, whether it'll be this year or next, Corbin already said he wants to be a Yankee. He's a free agent after the season. So I can't believe he came out and said it during the season. But, uh, yeah, I think Cor- <laughs> Cor- Corbin's a foregone conclusion. I really like him, lefty, young. Um, and I Cole Hamels is the perfect veteran to guide us to the playoffs and into the playoffs. So, yeah, it should be fun. Should be. Uh, can you tell everyone uh, what you're doing for Barstow these days and where they can find you? Yeah, so I'm still on Twitter until they delete me off of it, uh, at Barstool Hubs. Uh, and we, me and Tommy Smokes uh, co-host Short Porch. Um, new episodes out Monday 
And Friday, we just did a series recap uh, that came out this morning. So uh, give that a listen if you can. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, yeah, thanks again, Hubs. Uh, we appreciate having you on again. Uh, Anytime. It's always great to have you on here. Uh, next month, the uh, Mets and Yankees do it again, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, for anyone listening, uh, I've got a Barstool the Ballpark uh, when the Mets come to town for that Sunday night. Um, you can go on barstoolsports.com, uh, search the link. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we've got about 300 tickets available. Should be a fun time. Uh, the game starts at 8, so between 6 and 7.30. If you buy the ticket with the package, you get free uh, beer, uh, unlimited beer and unlimited food in center field right before the game. So it's always a good time. Um, yeah, so go on Barstool. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's t- it's easier for the youngins to go and get rowdy. But uh, yeah, I mean, they, it's it, it's it's such a pain to get out there and get back and have to go to work on the Monday. Oh yeah, it's it's that's tough, especially that's tough. with ESPN with their extended commercials. Right, right. But yeah, check that out if you are interested. I think the game is on July twenty second, if I remember correctly. It's it's the Sunday right around then. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I appreciate you guys having me on. Always a pleasure. And uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it, New York, New York, these vagabond shoes are longing to stray right through the very heart of it, New York, New York. A city that doesn't sleep And find I'm king of the hill Top of the heap These little town blues